What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. That's good. 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 Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's it. Oh, at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Hey there, everyone. It's time once again for the Salty Dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm Scott Smith. You uh, just heard. Yeah. What? Well, you said, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And who is it that just said, mm-hmm? Mm, me, Jeff Ryan. Hi, Jeff Ryan. Me. I'm Scott Smith. I know. <laughs> I've known for about 27 years. You've known me since I was six years old? Yeah. That's amazing. Hard to believe. It is hard to believe. I was four at the time, but <laughs> yeah, it was right. great. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have a, a very fun guest on today. Excited In our second it. segment, Nacho, or as everybody calls him, Raheem Nunez Rochez. A guy who's really having a very nice uh, August. Yes, he's. Uh, I think. <coughs> excuse me. I That's think. Right. I think, and we'll ask him when he gets here. You know what? What you know what I want to ask him is, is he going to play on Thursday night? Because if mm. you're not, you're in good shape. It's a good. Well, unless yes. you're injured. Yeah, it's a good sign. So if he's not playing, I personally think he's he's probably pretty solid making that 53 man roster. Well, yeah, considering all the things coach has been saying about him, or, yeah. uh, I think I think so. Uh, He's not, he, you know, he's played, he, you know, he was with Kansas City, he was with the Colts and, and came to us last year, um, but he's still very young. He's only like 25, 26. He's young. He must have got drafted young. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, everybody that I know, when I was asking around, like, do you think he'd be good on the podcast? I was oh, yeah, he'd be great on the podcast. <laughs> so we're going to find out. <clears throat> but before that, let's talk about maybe the last game in which Raheem Nunez-Roches or Nacho had two sacks. He did. He played very, very well. Yeah. Which may be the reason why he's going to... Yeah, and it's good right now, especially with, with Vita Vea still down, and I know there's still continued optimism that he'll be ready week one or, or early mm-hmm. from that knee injury, and hopefully that's the case, but you still need depth. You still need to rotate in, you know, four or five or six guys. I don't, I don't think you can have enough. Yeah, yeah that's you true. Just, you just can't, and it's a very long season. I mean, it's it's a mm-hmm. cliche, but... Yeah, you, you know, see those usually see those guys miss a game or two here and there. Mm-hmm. No, question. no uh, question. So he'll be needed in the long run, and maybe right away. You know, if he keeps playing like he's playing, they'll they'll get him on the field. Yeah, uh-huh. and I, and he did what he was supposed to do Thursday. You know, he got through when he was supposed to, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, everyone goes, "That's ah, preseason, you can't." But there are things you can look at during a preseason game. You can still win one on one matchup matchups, and that's what they're looking for, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you do that. I think Coach called him slippery, which is not necessarily something you hear about guys that big, but he's huge. He's huge <laughs> and slippery, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so enough on that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, what else happened in that game? Uh, another last second field uh, uh, field goal to win it. Yes. This one was a chip shot, but I mean, you still have to make it. Got to do it, right? I think there was a playoff game in in Minnesota a few years back where uh, Blair Walsh, I think, missed or missed a chip shot that would have won the game, and and uh, I think Vikings fans are still crying about I, that one. I think the Buccaneers <laughs> have a now new Mister August. You know, we used to have Taylor our, Hudson. Well, uh, two. Him and, and Ryan Griffin. Ryan I mean, Griffin, yeah. I, I mean, uh, you Ernest were, Graham was Mr. Right. August all the time. Yeah, and that paid off in and the long run. No, 
but he knew how to play special teams. Ernest Graham did. Yeah, that's, you got to do that. And that's now, what's... Not a, a quarterback, no, but the no. rest of the players do have mm-hmm. to. And Tanner Hudson knew that when we had him on last week. And he played well. He yeah. had another good I mean, game. Yeah. If he's, what a, if what a he's combo. on the field, he's catching, he's catching passes. Great hands. Just super hands. He knows where the ball's going. Well, and I think Ryan likes to throw to him, too. Like, he, he wow. was in – Ryan got in the game and – and he didn't throw it to Tanner right away, and I was up in the press box, and I said something like, come on, stop stop making eyes at the other pretty girls in the room. You know who you, <laughs> you want gotta, to throw the ball you, to. You know, you can't always just be a pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> and he did eventually. I think he had four catches for 49 yards. Mm-hmm. But it was the rookie, Matt Gay, who made that kick. And earlier in the game, he missed for the first time in the preseason. 37-yarder, hit the right upright. I asked him about it after the game. He said um, he had lined it up. There was a crosswind. He was trying to play the wind a little bit, and he just he hit it too straight, and it just never it never came over. It never, and I don't think his curves his kicks he does that very much. He usually kicks them pretty much straight down the very middle. Very much so. Yes. He doesn't like start off the side and pull them in. I I think both <coughs> kickers are going to be in the NFL. What team? I'm not sure, but both I, Chicago both, Bears. Yeah. Well, the Carolina Panthers right now struggling. So he said, "Yeah, Coach uh, Coach Arian said undoubtedly when he was asked if both those guys would be kicking in the league this year." So. So that's, it's that's it's good. good because you don't you feel bad for the guy who who quote unquote loses this competition because neither of them have done anything to lose it. Mm-mm. And I think it's kind of interesting that you know they have a kicking specialist, they have Chris Bonial. And so all of these new coaches coming in seem to have made a difference at least on special teams if you look at how many people hmm. you know you have it, yeah, a little Well, I mean we, we can't know if it made a difference with Matt Gay because he wasn't here. Right. Uh and Cairo kicked pretty well when he was here at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if we talk about I think we should change the name of this podcast to the Salty Kickers or something because we well, talk about it every week. But something happens every week. That's important. It, it's not like in Buccaneer <laughs> land we've had issues in this area. <laughs> we need to get past that era. Yes. The era of the unreliable Buccaneer <sighs> kicker. I'm going on. Oh, no. That doesn't really have a good ring to it. No, not at all. Have to come up with something better than that. Yes. The bad foot era. <laughs> the... Got to get off on the Club right foot. foot. <laughs> now you're just making puns. <laughs> doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, right. you do usually toe the line. That's true. Uh, yeah. Wow. <gasps> I, have, I have soul. Yeah. So I'm not a heel. Bringing up your favorite coach, toeing the line, huh? <laughs> oh, that's where you took. That's what you took from that. <laughs> yes. I'm making puns over here, and and you're going back to Shiano once again. That's it. Um. Yeah. What else happened in that game? You, you said Griff uh, obviously did well again, he did. and he. So Blaine Gabber got hurt. It was a shoulder dislocation, I believe. I've had that before. Non-throwing arm. <clears throat> Non-throwing arm is very important, obviously. Uh, and Coach Arian said afterward it, was, it wasn't as serious as, as it looked at the time, which which would make sense with a dislocation because you get it back in there, you can usually play pretty soon, especially if it's your non-throwing arm for a quarterback. So, But I guess because of that, we signed Vincent Testaverde. Yeah. And, and now Ryan Griffin won't have to play very much in the fourth game, if at all. Coach said if he, you know, he, he would be the only other guy that would be available and he would not play very much. I think it's kind of a cool story. Kind of. You know. It's a uh, fantastic story. Vinny's a great guy. Vinny Testaverde was a really good guy when he was here. Yeah, um, everybody's really – everybody that I know – I only overlapped with him one year, but everybody says great things about him. And I, I didn't realize he played uh, – Vinny Testaverde played for the Dallas Cowboys yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a cool uh, – He had some moves around the league. Well, he played for Cleveland. He played, played for the Jets. 21 years and didn't threw come, for nearly 50 Did he come yards. off the couch one time and beat us? The, yeah, the, yeah, Jets or Carolina yeah. was one of those. I think it was the Jets. Yeah, I think – that was a game where was Trent or somebody threw mm-hmm. through uh, some bad picks. Yeah, there was a rough game. 
Um, but yes, Vincent Testaverde, the, the uh, younger, because his dad was drafted first overall here in 87, and he had six years here, they, they put down roots, Vinny and Mitzi, mm-hmm. and Vincent She was a sh- swashbuckler. Was, is that right? Yes, I believe that's correct. So maybe she already had roots here. Maybe. <clears throat> well, they, they, they've lived in the outskirts of Tampa for a long time. Vincent played quarterback at Jesuit, which we could walk to from here. Mm-hmm. It's right over there. And... Uh, <clears throat> So hit your this, cough button when you go. Uh-uh. There you go. Much better. <laughs> Let's see. This is year two. I specifically give you. I do it not says e- cough button. That was I, a clear your throat. I, it doesn't I, say clear your throat. I do button. not have one. I, I was a little under the weather yesterday. Uh, you're Jeff. still under the weather. No, I'm not. That's I'm very, over the weather now. Are you? You're feeling better? Yes, I'm all the way better. It just takes a while for, you know, things like that to work themselves out. out. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so we're talking about Vincent Testaverde and not me clearing my throat. And um, it's just great. You know, this is, he's, since he came out of Albany, he played one year at Albany after bounced around Texas, Miami. And he got a tryout with us. He got to, he got signed right around the beginning of camp because uh, Nick Fitzgerald was unable to go and uh, was with us for about a week and a half until other roster needs meant we couldn't keep that spot any longer. And so he's not really had a lot of NFL exposure. And you wouldn't think that he's necessarily... If he's going to have an NFL career, it's going to take a little time from here to develop, right? But he's going to get to play in a game for the team that his father played for first in Dallas, where uh, his father has played, where also he's he didn't play, but he was there with Texas Tech against Baylor one year, I think 2014. So it all just coming together in a really cool experience. And, we, you know, you see him talking in the locker room. You can see this means a lot to him. Well, and it should because you can get something on tape and there's practice squads. There's You just don't know yeah, where that. From a practical standpoint, absolutely true, but also just kind of how cool this is. Yeah. To be, he grew up here, so I'm sure he's a Bucks fan. I would hope he's a Bucks fan. Yeah, he is a Bucks fan. So to get to play for your hometown team, it's, no matter if it's a preseason yeah. game or not, that it, is cool. It's almost like it's almost like <clears throat> those fantasy leagues where you pay thousands of dollars to get to go play. <laughs> <laughs> and he's getting paid he's to do it. He's getting paid to do it, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Well, we hope it's the beginning of something yes. more for him in NFL wise, but even if it doesn't pan out, he still will have played a game for the Buccaneers just how, like his dad. That how cool. proud could his dad be right now and mom? And they're going to be at the game. They're so, probably going to be there, yeah. just bursting with pride, trying to take as many pictures as possible. I'm sure we'll supply them with pictures. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's a nice little wrinkle in a game that, as we all know, has become. You know, it's it's a the nobody plays or starters. No one really plays. The, no, the, the game yeah. doesn't mean anything except for these young players getting one more chance. But and that I think that's the one aspect that everyone needs to remember is a lot of these guys. This may be the last time they put a uniform on, and a, and a lot of them <clears throat> they're hoping someone sees something and you end up on a practice squad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there's going to be a lot of movement going on at the after. Thursday, because everybody plays on Thursday, correct? Yeah, because they they want to give you time to do your roster moves yeah. over the weekend. So, um, <clears throat> Coach did say that there's maybe 10 spots that are still not set in stone on the 53, and then you also have to factor in the 10 practice squad spots because that can really be the start of something for a player. You've seen over yeah. the years how many players start on the practice squad and eventually make it to the active roster. It happens all the time. And Happened with I, Tanner Hudson last year, and I think that's why they have the practice squad. I think they realized that that was an opportunity that you know to be able to keep guys around. Well, it's twofold, and, obviously. Yeah. Well, I think it's you know they called it they they used to call it the taxi squad mm-hmm. way back when. Wow, um, you are dating yourself. Yeah, because I think like players would would have to take a taxi to get there or something. <laughs> but um, practice squad makes more sense really because in addition to what you said, a chance to scout these guys and develop talent. 
it also helps you run a full practice. Mm-hmm. You know, so now, you, especially when you got five or six guys injured, sometimes you don't have enough wide receivers to run all, run all the routes you want to run. And in and in the world of football, it's not huge money, but in the regular world, yeah, it's good. It's money. great money. If you're yeah. on there for the full season, what's it? Seven grand a year, or seven grand? A, I, I, a, I was going to throw out eight, eight, yeah. So, so uh, you're making over a hundred thousand if you stay there the whole season. Now, there's a lot of movement on that, mm-hmm. but some guys every every year do stay there the whole year. And that's not chump change. No, no, that's pretty sweet. And you really don't feel bad on Mondays, you know. That's right. <laughs> that's the advantage, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the advantage. So that's how it goes. Hey, you know, we do want to. Uh, it's not Buccaneer related, but uh, Andrew Luck retired. Yeah, I guess, yeah. And and one of the and one of you know the only reason why I'm bringing it up is I find it that um, I I don't fully understand why people get upset because someone retires and yeah. boo him. And well, the the booing part, hey, you pay your money, you get the boo. That's that's my <laughs> philosophy. I mean, yeah, but you're you're, you're booing. You're, you're paying to watch the play. He didn't play. Right, and then you're booing because he's retiring because the story leaked out. But, but I think that that um, you know each individual has to make that decision. And, and you know, both you and I would think, wow, if I could play as an NFL quarterback, I'd just keep playing and playing and playing. And and that's not the case with everyone. And so I kind of I kind of feel not bad for him, but I just don't fully understand. And and more so, people who do what we do for a living, talk for a living. Uh, well, you write for a living, but y- you know what I'm saying. Just going, well, how dare you retire, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't fully understand that. And I thought Troy Aikman was pretty cool about uh, – did you see that tweet? No, I didn't. Someone, uh, one of his coworkers on FS1 made a comment about, you know, how dare you retire. <laughs> and, and he pretty much said, hey, you you can't, can't do that, yeah. which I thought was, you know, appropriate that, you know, why would people be upset because someone's retired? Yeah. If you're upset because of your fantasy football team, well, then I don't feel too, too sorry for you because well, it's, that's, it's not reality. But the thing is, is if you're upset because your fantasy football team, maybe perhaps you guys should hold your drafts after the preseason. <laughs> Jeff, as a guy who has had to coordinate many fantasy <laughs> leagues, it is not easy to find a good date for everybody. <laughs> and you do it when you can do it. I know, but you can't complain because a guy gets hurt. Quits or gets well, you can complain, but you don't. Yeah. You don't actually blame Jeez. the real live person who is. Yes, they Huck. do. Yes, no, they I mean do. you shouldn't. Is oh my no, point. no, no. Oh, yeah. I know they do. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know that this isn't a, a story without Buccaneer connections because obviously Bruce Arians coached him as his uh, Clyde Christensen. Yeah, and Clyde Christensen, and, and apparently both of those two keep in touch with them quite a bit, and so they had reactions to it, and both of them were surprised, but ultimately supportive because they know this was surely couldn't have been an easy decision for him. And if there are things that, that are making football not the most important thing in his life anymore because maybe of injuries or whatever, then he's making the right decision. <clears throat> you have, And they know that. Yes. yes. This is a guy who clearly has always loved football. He's not a guy that's a walking away. smart guy, too. Yeah. I mean, we all know he'll be fine. Their family is already. He didn't have to come to the NFL to be in good shape. But, you know, apparently he's got other interests like architecture and mm-hmm. so on. And, I, you I, know, it's it's a, it's... I guess it's a shame that a guy that loves football that much has reasons. Things have happened in his career to give him reasons to walk away when you would not expect him to do so. I think a lot of times <clears throat> you have to step back for a second. And, you know, you always hear this. If you have your health, you have everything. And if you ever have had a setback health-wise, your thought process is, I would give anything to feel better. And maybe that's, you know, it sounds like part of it is, 
you know, I'm tired of being beat up. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired yeah. of trying. And you know what? I just, I just want to feel better. Yeah. And I respect that because, For sure. uh, um, you know, yeah, that's well said. That's absolutely true. Uh, the other thing, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm going to miss captain luck. The Twitter account. You ever read that, read that? Where he, he, oh yeah, yeah, the old Civil War captain. I was Captain Luck, Andrew Luck, and they're trying to find out who the guy or girl is. That's never been revealed. It has not been revealed, and and it hasn't, and um, they don't know whether that account is going to go away or not. But uh, it's actually a pretty funny uh, Twitter account. Yeah, that is good. So that's that's all All I have to say. All right. Well, you want to move on to our guest then? Yeah, I'm excited about Mr. Nunez Rochez. Who is Nunez Rochez? I think it's Rochez. Rochez. More like a softer sh. Oh. Um, He's from Belize. He's Belizean. A lot of cruise ships go there. Oh, do they? I've never been there. It's a stop. It's a stop. Central America. Yeah. It's a stop uh, as you. It's the only Belize. It's the only Central America country that for which Spanish is not the national language mm. the official language the official it's english language. and a word that i can't pronounce but i know he will be able to okay it's two different languages <clears throat> well then we'll tease and find out what all that right other let's, language let's is. yeah let's wrap this up and get back here in just a minute with the man they call nacho the salty dogs And we're back here on the Salty Dogs, and now we have our special guest with us for this week. And everybody in the building, Jeff, calls him Nacho. Mm-hmm. But for the record, welcome Rakeem Nunez-Roches. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And Thank you, you. Do you know how he got the name Nacho? I'm assuming it's a portmanteau. You guys know what that is? Like brunch, you stick two parts of word together, so the, the N and Nunez. And, no, it's not? No, it's not. No. I know, Why don't you tell us? I know. We, I, we don't I, need to hear you I say I know. It. Go ahead, Nacho. Uh, the way I actually got it was... Uh, my rookie year, Don Terry Poe was uh, telling me to get something from the room. He was like, hey, Nacho, grab such and such. <laughs> and I mean, that name just latched just on took me. Off. Oh, yeah. But yeah. do you Did think you? that's just because he didn't want to say Nunez Roches? So he just said Nacho because it sounds kind of like it? I, I think that's kind of where it came from. And then the way I looked at it on the field, uh, they thought they thought it was their tackle, but it's Nacho's. So, yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. That's like my favorite kind of cheese. It's nacho cheese. <laughs> so um, let's get our fans a chance to get to know you a little bit better. And not to make light of it, because I know you had to go through some you know, tough times with you and your mom, but you, you have an interesting path to this point. So, I mean, I, I imagine you feel pretty blessed to be where you are right now, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I definitely, I love every day I wake up. You were born in Belize? Yes, sir. Dan Grigger, Belize. And from what I understand, you can speak English, and the other language is called Garifana? No, sir. Garifana. Garifana. Yes, okay. sir. Could you say, like, uh, thanks for having me on the show in Garifana? I can say, Idabiangi, which is, hey, how are you doing? Oh, good. I can ah. say, Ashy, Perry. <laughs> 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 I can say certain, you know, terms and uh, speak certain intros and greetings. Okay. Yes, sir. So you're, you're, from what I understand, the first Belizean-born player to be drafted yes sir. that's kind of cool one and only <laughs> they call me the belizean beast <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you end up at southern miss of all uh, yeah. a lot of recruiting okay. a lot of recruiting uh I, I went to multiple high schools i moved around and um just uh coach cap and coach fedora found me in alabama and uh, they recruited me to southern miss you traveled around a lot because your mom's brother was in the service? Is that is that the, how it goes? Or? Well, my mom's wife's wife. husband. Okay. Yes. Um, called him Jeffrey Johnson. Mm-hmm. He was my uncle, but he served as a father for me, oh, and nice. he passed. You know, uh-huh. unfortunately, he passed. Uh, my first year about to play Cincinnati, 
in the league. But, um, yeah, we stayed around close to him because he was military and, you know, he did a lot and he was always there for us as far as if my mom needed to work and watch me and things like that. So uh, they definitely helped. It said, uh, I understand that you're a multi-sports guy in high school, which we've talked about here a lot. We think yeah. that's the way kids should do it rather than just all this specializing in one sport. So basketball and baseball, and you were a pitcher? Yes. I, I didn't even know I would be a football player, you know? Really? Because let me tell you, I was the best pitcher out there known the man. Pitcher first and third. That okay. was my moneymaker. And uh, I loved it. I'm not going to lie to you. Were you already really big at that point? Um. I was I was getting fairly big, you know. That must have been intimidating for high school kids on the yeah. mound. Yeah. <laughs> Did you throw hard? Uh, yes, sir. I threw hard. Like I had a cutter. I had a cutter. I had a fastball, two seamer. Nice. Yeah. I'm a huge baseball fan. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, you can't see him out there, but he's decked out in Phillies yeah, gear. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Why, why Phillies gear? I, I just like <laughs> Phillies. I just always grown to like them, to be honest with you, when really? I was younger. Yeah. yeah. Like way back in the Mike Schmidt days, you're probably too young for that. Yeah, right? too young for that part. So you're more like a Chase Utley. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Daryl Dalton, those guys. Uh, that's probably well, too far back, too. too. And it's oh, Darren, that's right. He Darren was, Dalton. He was um, born um, – Nine three. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's why we're called the salty dog. Wow. Wow. But but you also you also had numerous other jobs and uh because of your size you were a bouncer at an arcade for kids. What yes, kind sir. Of, what kind of what arcade, arcade is this? Well to be honest with you, so this arcade was called the Hollywood Connection and it was a skating ring arcade, almost like indoor amusement park, mini golf. And a movie theater all combined. So okay. you can only imagine the mothers around that area were just dropping kids off. <laughs> so Be I, free. yeah, just go ahead and I'll live your you life. I'll pick you up in eight hours. Yes, <laughs> go live your life. So oh my God, these kids are going off on caffeine. And um, <laughs> I was originally supposed to be in the arcade working the machines. If they break, I take the coins out. You know, do I have to do with repairs? But there was an incident one time, and I, I think I handled it fairly well. And uh, after that, it was, you're the bouncer. <laughs> so, they didn't say security. They the, said yeah. bouncer. The yeah. peacekeeper. They, they just yeah. call them down. They did not choke. Come on down here. Yes, sir. Kids would see him and stop. So Instantly. You, you studied biological sciences, right? So what did you want to be if you're not a football player? Uh, I've always been the dog. I've always been the animals. That's been my thing. I wanted to be a vet. Wow. wow. So as I went through college, I kind of was like, you know what? I want to have a big family. I was like, I don't know if the vet will be able to pay for all the costs. So I started looking at pharmaceutical reps. Okay. Yes, all sir. right. Yeah, that definitely pays well. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of animals do you have now? Uh, I have a kennel. I have a bully by nature kennel. And I oh. sell French bulldogs and pocket bullies. So miniature, you could say miniature uh, pit bulls. I don't know if I've I ever seen one I, of those. Yeah. I did not know there was a miniature pit bull. My pit bulls are actually smaller than my French bulldogs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> do they do they still frighten people? No, I know they get a bad rap. Don't oh, get me wrong. To be honest with you, when people look at my dog, they get scared. But when they start running over there, all they want to do is pet them. Yeah, they're like, yeah. "Oh my god, they're so pretty!" <laughs> like, yeah, let me have my dog back. <laughs> so that's one way. Hey, you don't have to have one dog. You can have a kennel. Right? I have a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> really? Wow, that's that's so, amazing. Well, let's do talk a little bit about football because, yes, you, you know, you said pharmaceutical rep, but you found another way to have a lucrative career, which is good. Yes, um, <clears throat> came here after playing for a while with the Chiefs and last year and, and now. So this would be your first camp here. Yes, sir. Um, it seems like it's gone very well for you. Do you, you feel that way, too? Yes, sir. Um, to be honest with you, it's, it's going exceptionally well as far as my part, uh, just maximizing my opportunities. 
Exceptionally well. That's great. Yes, Coach Arians the other day, and Jeff, I think I'll be pushing the boundaries here, so we may have to um, edit it later. Okay. He said that uh, Nacho always plays balls to the wall. <laughs> we don't have to edit that. We, don't have, we can nah. leave that in. <laughs> Is that an app description? Uh, yes, that's very accurate. Uh, I think I've gotten that ever since I was younger. That's the only way I know how to play. It's either zero or 100%. So. Okay. Um, I am a tempo violator. If we're having to walk through, I go too hard. I so. never heard that either. Tempo violator. We're yes. getting a lot of new info in this <laughs> I am that guy. So uh, I, that's the only way I know how to play. When you were well, in Kansas City, Andy Reid said that you were the energy in the locker room, that you brought a ton of energy into the locker room. Yes, sir. All the time. Yes, sir. I think that goes back to talking about uh, where I you know, came from, please. Okay. Just being thankful. And I can understand that this is an opportunity every day. And so that's how I come to work. Like, I'm more thankful than just, oh, my, my shoulder hurts. No, it's an opportunity, and I'm just forever grateful. What do you think about this defense as compared to the one last year? Do you like it? Oh, I, I love it. Is it a better it. fit for you? You know what? I don't know, because honestly, me, I felt like, you know, I wanted to be a 4-3 guy. Okay. But I think the 3-4 is calling me. Okay. So, you know, I, I feel like I just found my niche within this defense. So maybe it fits better for me, or maybe I'm just – Growing as a player and just understanding how to fit in my role. Are they usually asking you guys to do one gap or, or two gap kind of work? Uh, sometimes it's two gap, depending on where you're at. But for the most part, when you're gap. Okay. Yes, sir. It sounds like you're having fun. Uh, I wouldn't be doing that if I wasn't having fun, to be honest with you. I, I love it too much. I have fun every time I put my hand in the dirt. I, I wish we had a camera just so everyone could see his <laughs> smile on his face. Uh, I mean, truly, that is. Yes, are, sir. It's are, genuine. Are you, you going to play on Thursday night? No, sir. That's the crazy part. That's, that's good news. <laughs> I didn't know that myself. And I was like, man. Yeah, now, God this bless. is Tuesday when we're recording this. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Yeah. I said tomorrow night, didn't no. I? No. Well, no, you said Thursday, but yeah. people just so they, okay. they yeah, realize. Because so, uh, they're going to get tipped you, off before. Okay. Thursday. You understand why that's good news, right? I Jeff? think it's great news. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing I mean, left to prove. <laughs> oh, so, my God. Thank how, you. How many? So on, on game day, you know, you're on the same group with guys like Indominus Sue and, and um, when he's back, Vita Vea, Will Golston, guys like that. So how many do you think they'll be rotating in on a game? I mean, you haven't played yet, so you wouldn't know, but you get an idea from practice or anything? Uh, that's the thing. <clears throat> um, I, I've never really paid attention to that order operation, you know. I just kind of like – When they tell you? Yeah. yeah. Whenever it happens, it happens. I always prepare as if I'm going to be in the game. If things happen, you know, inactive, then it happens. But as far as me, I'm always ready to go. Now, this is your third team. You're Kansas City. You're with the Colts. You got picked up by the Bucks last October. Differences between the teams. Can you tell us a little bit about Because everybody, you know, everybody thinks when you get get moved on to another team, it's just, oh, no big deal. But Oh, it's definitely a big deal. Um, going from somewhere that you were drafted at, you know, you kind of feel like you were brought there in a the family sense. Hmm. You know, there's multiple guys. You come around as a camaraderie. Uh, coming in mid-season and things like that, you kind of feel like an outsider. You don't feel like you're welcome when it comes to certain things. So you're kind of walking on eggshells, trying to figure out a playbook. Everything's going a million miles a second. So it was different in that terms. You know, I ain't know where I fit in with people, with coaches, and with the scheme. So uh, just with the Chiefs, it was more I was on the inside looking out. Then when I came here, it was the outside looking in. Until everybody got to know me, and then I started playing a little bit, and then it was like, I kind of fit in. So you're back in the family now? Yes, sir. Yeah, I like it. All right. We'll let you go because I told you. Well, before, we do, before we do, though, 
one of the things that you do is you give back to the communities yes, that sir. you've been in. Can you talk a little bit about that and where th- where that has come from? Uh, it really started with my mom. Um, my mom, you know, she always made sure I was good, always took care of me. But we weren't the richest people, and she always made sure we gave back. And I'm like, how can we give back and we don't have nothing to give? And she always found a way, and she, you know, always said it comes from the heart. Never do anything that doesn't come from the heart. So when I got older and of age, started in high school, went to college, and still now, uh, book bags for the homeless, um, helping other people as far as, like, I remember I did a drive for kids. I gave away a lot of my clothes and brand-new shoes and old shoes. I just asked for everybody that had straight A's or A.B. on the road. Just, you know, send your kids a uh, size. And I was just shipping out boxes. I think I shipped to Belize, all, you know, different countries mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I understand there's other people out there hurting, and I just feel like I'm in a position where I can give back. Did Correct me if I'm wrong, but did you drive around with your mom, and it's not like you were with organizations, but you would see someone on the street corner who you thought was in need, and you would go help them? Oh, yes, sir. We did that plenty of times. Um, we would drive around early mornings around five thirty, six o'clock before I go to school, and we'll uh, give out hot plates and stuff like that. And still to this day, I know – I've done it plenty of times. I, I actually wanted to put it on my Instagram, but sometimes I kind of feel like that's not genuine. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's times where I'm riding around and I'm running errands, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick up 10 hot plates, you know, it's chicken, mashed potatoes, or whatever, and I just drive around Tampa, around this region. And if I see the people by the you know, corner, I give them a Gatorade and a hot plate. You know, just tell them God bless. Wow. I think that's I'm great. glad you decided to bring that up. Well, it was intriguing, and, and I think sometimes, you know, you're a professional football player. You were paid well, but you have not forgotten oh, no, wh- where you're from. And, and I think if more people were like you, I think it would certainly be a much better place. Oh, yes. It would be more peaceful, more genuine, more love to share. I like it. <laughs> and, and we need to get that all the way to the top in this country. I understand. <laughs> I think that's where we're having problems. Yeah, I right think now. that's funny. That's about as political as we're getting right yeah. now. Yeah. But we don't all, know. But we all know. Yeah. Yes. Very so, good. Great so smile too. If, by the way, if Thank anybody you. if anybody out there wants to get a miniature pit bull or a French bulldog, bulldog, where do they go? What's it called? Uh, they come to Bully by Nature. You can find our Instagram at bbnk.pups. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, yes. Dr. We appreciate your time and, and also the stuff you're doing around here in the community. Great. Thank you. For thank that. you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. The Salty Dogs. And here we are again in the Salty Dogs. Fabulous studio. Yeah. All tricked out with Salty Dog merchandise. And, it, and perhaps soon you'll be able to purchase some. <laughs> Those will be flying <laughs> off the shelves. Uh, Nacho was great. What yeah, a great I knew man. he would be. Great smile. Great guy. Just, uh, it was a pleasure. That's the first time I actually really got to But you guys trampled him. all over my attempt there to throw out a, a, a big word. What was your big word? Portmanteau. It's, yes. It's did. a word that's basically parts of two words stuck together, like uh, brunch. Or you know what? The, what are we doing right now, Jeff? What are, what are you and I doing right now? Talking. But uh, talking on a podcast. Podcast is a portmanteau. It's made from iPod and broadcast. Podcast. Oh, <clears throat> that's a portmanteau. And I was thinking that Nacho for Nunez Roches, somebody's like, they got tired of saying his full name. So there's an in, there's a n sound, and there's the ch sound. So Nacho. But 
It was kind of inconclusive from what he told us there, because you don't know. It was Don Terry Poe that gave it to him, right? Yeah. We don't know. But what I it. heard the story where he was actually had a bag of nachos. That would make with, a lot more sense. And and <clears throat> I didn't want to correct him, but I did see another gotcha. uh, uh, interview with him, and he made that. He comment. did bring that up. But uh, before we get, I know this is the segment for questions. Yeah, that's right? why I was going to. Uh, the third segment is always yeah, when we get the, to your the, questions. The, yeah, the one thing we were talking about retiring and. and I only have two questions this week, so this okay. is fine. You can give me some. All right, and <clears throat> and that. You know Andrew Luck and the Colts and all of that, and and the Colts are not going to be giving money back to to or, or asking. They're not asking prorated money back, signing bonus right back, which from, is cool. I, I think it's cool too. I think it's cool. However, it avoids a lot of ill will, as the Detroit Lions know with Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. And so fans are saying, "Hey, wait a minute! If you if you're if you're not going to no. demand your money, oh, give me a break! So I know where so, you're going with this. Well, I'm just saying. I don't you mean know, you give me a break. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I gave you my money for a season ticket. I'm expecting Andrew Luck to be the yeah. guy. He quits. You're going to give me my money back. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Yeah. I, I I don't think – I think fans buy season tickets, and thank God that they do it for this reason because they're invested in the team. I agree. And um, guys can get traded. Guys can get hurt. Guys can retire. Guys can lose their job to a better player. I don't honestly believe that anybody bought it – Bought a season ticket, saying I'm buying this ticket because this guy is our quarterback, and if he wasn't, I wouldn't be buying this ticket. And I think I think too is one of the one of the things we all forget, and it and it can happen is that you know you can lose a player to injury. It happens all the time. Any time. It so happened. It's happened to the Colts twice in not too once with Andrew Luck and once with Peyton Manning. And I think that's what's so cool about the game of football or the NFL is it's truly next man up. Your you, you know, your franchise or your organization keeps moving forward when the parts go out. So, yep. the next Salty Dogs. Well, Who's it, the next Salty Dog? I, I don't know. I don't know. Casey, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe I can find a way to make you suddenly unavailable for one of these weeks and hey. we try out Casey. Buy back an hour of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, questions okay. from fans. Speaking of fans, love that they do questions. Fans? Fans. You like the fans do questions? I do questions. I, I'm, yes. We need more. I only got two this week. I mean, all right. that's all I got. I didn't even have like well, five to choose from, and I chose three. I only got two. Well, so if you want to ask us a question, you can email to saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. But we're also warming up into the season. You know. Yeah. People yeah, still We had more vacations. questions last week, though. All right. All right. So here's the first one. Maybe these are two really, really good questions. They're, they're not bad. Um, as the first guy says, uh, it's a little strange. Hey, shakers. Get it? So salt shakers salt, got it. Yeah, yeah. Oof. We're off to a, we're off to a flying start here. All right, let's go to question number two. <laughs> okay, no, this is my first shot at getting a question into the podcast, so my fingers are crossed. Hey, one for one. Yeah, first Shooting shot. Actually, not very good in the beginning, but well, continue. I think it does get a little bit. He it's it it's interesting, at least. All right. He says it's a little strange. He means his question, and it seems like you like you guys like those type of questions. Well, I agree with that. So here goes. Watching these preseason games as, as much as I can handle, he's got in parentheses. I know mm-hmm. how he feels about that. It's been weird to see number 23 running around at linebacker. It's just not a linebacker number. Now, I know the whole reason why Buchanan, that's Dale Buchanan, started mm-hmm. out as a safety in Arizona when they started playing him at linebacker. He was kind of grandfathered in with some number in the 20s. It was actually number 20, which is why he couldn't get the number here that he had in Arizona right. for obvious reasons. And now you just call him a linebacker and a safety, and it really doesn't matter where he's running around on the field. <clears throat> oh, that's good. He's right about that. Yes, so far. So my question is, could a team do something like this on purpose to try to create confusion for the opponent? Like when the Panthers drafted Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel, there was a lot of talk that he could play both running back and receiver. They gave him number 10, 
and I guess he's more of a receiver now, judging by the stats. But what if they said he was a running back at the beginning and made him like 42 or something? Wouldn't it be weird to see number 42 constantly lining up as a wide receiver outside? Or take some guy in college who might have played both tight end and OL in his career, draft him, say you're going to make him a tight end, give him number 85, and then a few months later say, oh, well, we're going to try him at OL too, but he gets to keep number 85. He's a tight end in OL, but he's number 85. So could a team do this? And if so, why aren't teams doing this? Thanks. Told you it was a little strange, but so are you guys. Okay. Have fun with it. Mark W., and he's from Sarasota, he says. Okay. Um, what do you think of this idea? Yeah, I don't think it'll confuse anybody because That's the, thing. the numbers have changed. At one time, specific numbers were specific positions. I honestly, if my memory serves me correctly, and we know how my memory is, I think, I think your memory I, serves you drinks I, correctly. I, th- I think I think it was Keyshawn Johnson that was the first wide receiver that to get to hold a, a 19 number that wasn't a wide receiver number. And the reason was the Jets had too many retired numbers in the 80s, so that worked out for him. And that changed <clears throat> everything because for a long time... Well, it didn't change right away. No, but You still had to be in that situation. It wasn't until, I don't know... 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, that now it's just... But it's not as chaotic as you say. There's still mm-hmm. ranges. Mm-hmm. I mean, offensive linemen have to be 50 through 79. Um, you know, running backs have to be 20 to 49. So do defensive backs. Things like that. There's mm-hmm. ranges. But it's not particularly confused. As you can see in yeah. college ball where, you know, you got, I think, what, what was, what was um, what's his name for the Houston, uh, the great pass rusher for the Texans, North Carolina State. Can't think of his name right now. But I think he was he wore like number six or something. You see weird stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kicker <clears throat> numbers. Yeah, so the the only reason, the whole point of avoiding confusion with numbers is for the officials. And really the only place that it matters is player eligibility, which is why when a like an offensive, six offensive lineman comes on wearing number 75, they have to declare Clear. themselves eligible. Mm-hmm. Or, as you saw the Patriots kind of sneakily do a couple years ago, take a guy into the 80s and declare him ineligible. So if you had a guy number 85 playing offensive line, before every play, they'd have to declare that he's ineligible. And coaches are not going to want to go through that. No. And it's annoying. <clears throat> it is annoying. And imagine doing it at every offensive play. And you got to tell him, and then the uh, uh, official has to yeah. say it. He so, has to make it the PA announcement. Yeah, so you are the only person, you, the only people you're possibly confusing are the refs, and it's not going to do any good to do so. Because mm-hmm. I, nobody's, I mean, you can split a running back out, out wide. We see that from time to time. It's not going to confuse you. And they watch so much film that these guys, they're out, when they run scout teams, they put the players in the uniform numbers that correspond to who they are. So if you're, if you're going to play, I don't know numbers from other teams very well, but if you're going to play Amari Cooper, what is he, 19 or something, then you, you have the guy playing him in jersey 19. So I, by the time you get to the game, you know who's who. Mm-hmm. And I th- but I think it's an interesting question. Yeah, it was, it was a good thought. Know, thought. Yeah. 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 So thank you, Mark. Yeah, that was well thought out. I don't, I don't think we needed the, um, the, little, the saltiness the little from it, but that's yeah. all right. I, I don't think, well, you're a little strange, but I don't think I'm strange. Yeah. All right, one more question. Hey, this is a shorter one, thank okay. goodness. I hate reading that. I mean, I'm glad guys can write long ones. Uh-huh. But it takes forever to read the thing. Hey, dogs, you guys get to go to Dallas later this month. This, this, I guess this came in Early, a while ago. Yep. Uh, I've been to two games there, and that place is so freaking big. That's true. Mm. I've been to one, I think. One. Yeah, we've been there a couple times. We've been there twice? Yeah. It's pretty cool inside, too. That's true. There's all kinds of stuff. There's like a whole car dealership. There is. <laughs> that is, that is. There's big Ford trucks <laughs> sitting all on There's like decks. UFOs and yeah. skyscrapers inside there. Yeah. My question is, what stadiums do you guys like visiting the most in the NFL? I've been listening since last year. Keep up the good work. 
Dennis Peterson. It's funny. Some people don't give me their last name, but do tell me where they're from. And some give you your last name, but not tell you where you're from. Well, in either it, case, I can't track them down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need more info. Uh, yeah. With with where do you like to go, Jeff? Well, okay. I, there's, I, there's two. There's two. There's uh, one you better not say, because it's the worst place we go no. every year. Well, the, the reason why I look at stadiums two two ways. Oh yeah. From a fan experience, I look at it, but also from a working experience. Yeah, how easy it is, and how easy it is to do what I have to do, and 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 move equipment, and locker room setups, and all of this stuff that we deal with way before. Uh, game time but i will say the one stadium that always makes me go dang this is really cool what i do other than of course our own stadium, our own yes is uh lambeau field yeah lambeau field's fantastic and lambeau field has um i have pictures of it before they redid it i found some old pictures uh of uh, actually it was gene Dave Logan and myself on, on Lambeau Field. And it wasn't enclosed. It was, yeah. you know, uh, really, w- the press box used to be, yes. uh, it used to be cold cuts. And, and there were heaters at your feet. Yes, and you had you had your bratwurst, and it was done That's by was. your grandmother. <laughs> it was awesome. It was about four and, stories, and, and it was it was kind of like and, the old press box and, at, at, at Tampa State. Yeah, and I, and I still I still have it. We played there on around the holidays. I don't know if it was Christmas Eve or near Christmas Eve. We played there, and they gave us a container of candy canes and Christmas candy yeah. with a little Green Bay Packer thing. Uh, on. I still have it. Some Midwestern. Yes, uh, it, it was just that hospitality. Midwestern hospitality. That right is there. a that is a really <clears throat> unique stadium. But I will say there are so many stadiums now that that. Um, you know, I could. I got a couple others, but I'll let you go on. Yeah, you you went you went a long time on that. Sorry. One. Um, well, I had a story to tell. That was a good story. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to put you to sleep there. Your, your your story was about as long as this guy's question. Yeah, the one before us. Um, well, what I wanted to say first is definitely the answer is not the Superdome. No, I mean, yeah, the Superdome. Yep, that's what New it's Orleans. called. I was for a second. We used to always go to the Superdome and the Silverdome yes. back when that's where the uh, the Lions played. That place was terrible too. I hate going to the Superdome with a passion. It's mm-hmm. the worst trip of the year, even though it's a sh- pretty short plane flight. I hate that place. It's not bad for the fans. It's just bad if you're working it. Whatever. Those, their fans are annoying, too. So it would be bad if you were a Bucks fan, they're, I think. Their fans are. They are annoying with Why? all their little get-ups. And What's wrong? That's fandom. It, it's fine some places. I don't like it there. All right. You're never going to be able to talk me out of this. I can't stand that place. So it's not that I I don't mind I don't mind the stadium itself I just don't like how they moved uh, the press box up so high, and they have every speaker in the world pointed right at you pointed right at you and it's really hard to work. Just, and it's turned up really really loud. How do you feel about the um, the little tiny little elevators that fit like four people and, and take like twenty minutes to go up and down? Considering that we almost miss the bus every time, yeah, yes. I seriously have yes. come close to missing the bus there I, many I, times. I, because not only do you have to get down, then you have to go 100 yards across the field. You have to go because all the way across the field. It's on, the <clears throat> buses are on the other side. But woe is us. But yes. Woe is us, yes. So but, that's not my answer. Yeah. I agree with you. It's kind of a double-edged sword in terms of, um, for me, going to places that I've never been before or rarely been. Mm-hmm. That's cool in a way. I remember when we went to Seattle for their new stadium the first time. Great. And, and you heard so much about it, and it really was cool. Yep. Um, so that's a neat experience. But on the other hand, I like it when we go someplace we've been a lot 
because I know exactly where to go. Because sometimes it can be a little confusing. Yeah. And like Carolina and Miami, Carolina is a very boring stadium, but it is also extremely easy one to get to best, where you need to go. One of the best radio broadcast booths. Oh, I didn't even know that have, part. It, uh, <clears throat> then, you know, Raymond James, we have a great broadcast booth, but um, Carolina has a really good broadcast yeah. booth. And we've been to Miami so many times and know exactly where to go there. I hate it. I know it's not a great setup. It. It's the worst stadium in the NFL. <laughs> I just told you what the worst stadium in the no. NFL is. No, no. Broadcast-wise... It's it's a tough go. But so recently, I would say your your answer of Lambeau is probably the best answer. Historically, that's why it's a great place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know the, last, the we went to that new Minnesota stadium for the first time. Very that nice. place is cool. Yeah, very nice. That's a good very. place. I like and, that. And, and it replaces a terrible place. And you have to give props to the Mercedes <clears throat> Dome. Actually, the Super right. Dome is the Mercedes Dome, and the Mercedes Dome in Atlanta. The Mercedes is very nice. Mercedes Benz Stadium. Yes, that's very very nice. Yeah, um, I wasn't impressed. Yeah. I don't uh, like the I don't like the circular scoreboards up top in that hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not big I'm not big on the Atlanta. There are a lot of a lot of stadiums are very similar uh, by design, but well the, true. But but the newer ones now, uh, Arizona is an interesting stadium. Yeah, it's just so far away. It, it's very very far. Uh, now, have you we, we, you've done have you done a game at, at the Coliseum? Were you it, with, you were at the is team that where then? we were in '93? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. The the Coliseum is it's. We played the Raiders there in, in Los Angeles in '93, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, Michael Houston, I believe, hit a 57-yard yes. field goal. Yeah. But we lost, I think. It was '93, so that's probably a good guess. Um, was that at the Coliseum? Because I honestly don't. Yes, remember. it was at the Coliseum, and we go back to the Coliseum, and I, I've been checking around uh, because I remember how tough it was and how old it was, and they go, "Yeah, it's still like still that. the same." <laughs> yeah, that, that's twenty-six years later. It's not new and refreshed. <laughs> Everybody says the same thing. Yeah, yeah still the same. It's the Coliseum, yeah, but, but, yeah, but his seats, one hundred and ten thousand or whatever. I mean, it's un- unbelievable what it'll what it'll seat. Um, but as as far as I've. Uh, well, you've I, already answered the question. Yeah. The question I, was, give us your opinion of every stadium. How many stadiums do you think you've been to? I've been to all of them. Okay, but if you counted how many different places, I'm over Trump. fifty. I'm over fifty some stadiums because of. I'd imagine I'm about pretty close. Yeah, to that, because of the uh, you know we've been to Oklahoma, old, old yeah, an old stadium, Citrus that were to- Bowl, yeah, old stadiums that were turned down, torn down, and new Wembley. ones replaced. Yeah, and we're going to Tokyo, Tokyo Dome. Tokyo Dome, yes. Yeah, um, we've been to a lot of places, but it is fun, and you know Canton. what? I, Canton. Yep. I don't know if you call that a stadium. It's a high school. Stadium. Yeah, I was just gonna. Say, but it, what I do like to do though is I I always enjoy because we go we go so early, you know, five hours before kickoff, we're headed to the stadium. I do like to see the different uh, tailgating and, situations and the differences in hand gestures that you get from one stadium. Yes, to the next. yes, yes. They're all number. Another one. good reason to like Green Bay. Because you just drive right through those neighborhoods that are yeah. around Lambeau, and everybody's out on their lawn tailgate. Yeah, and that's a cool place. And, and they don't give you a lot of grief. No, well, it's not they, like Philly. They do fun <clears throat> grief. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's it's in a good it's in a way it should be. You know, yeah. you're my rival. I'm going to give you a hard time, but it's fun. But yeah. All I, right. Well, hope, we got a lot out of those two hope, questions. Hope to hit many more stadiums. Yes. Are we going to any new ones this year? I don't. We have mm-hmm. Seattle Coliseum. We haven't been to in a while, but we've been there. I've been to. You've been to every one. There's not a new stadium you haven't been to. Okay. Because there's, you know, the ones that are open, we, we We've already accomplished Minnesota and, uh, Atlanta. and Atlanta. Yeah. So. Well, good for pretty, us. Yes. Although there will, in the next couple of years, we'll go to Seattle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, mean Seattle. Las Vegas. Seattle, Las Vegas, same well, difference. Well, we go, yeah, we go to. We uh, might go to Las Vegas 
next, next year? year? We do. And their stadium should be And then be at done. some point, they'll build that new stadium in, in L.A. Yes. And if both the Chargers and Rams are playing there. We got a good shot. We got a good shot going yeah. there sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. So good, good probably, for us. Probably I should have said in hindsight as, as favorite stadium, I should, probably should have said Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego. Just because of the memories. Because of the memories. <laughs> yeah. It was called Qualcomm at the time. Yes, but it was it, in your head. Qualcomm still. Stadium, Jack Murphy Field. Okay. Is it better now? Yeah, I'm better now. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Hey. And our thanks to uh, Nacho, who's mm-hmm. a great guest. Good stuff. And I guess that's it for this week. It is. And since you did, thanks for listening.